Welcome back, everyone, to another Eat Speed podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. Oh, we're going to talk about barbecue again, but, you know, it's that romantic time of year. People are starting to make their Valentine's Day reservations. Steve, I don't know about you. Is there anything more romantic than a, a big uh, brisket? What, you know, what, what would be a good Valentine's Day? Uh, you know, I, I'm partial to uh, you know, like jalapeno cheese sausage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so maybe, maybe barbecue is not the perfect Valentine's Day, but we're going to find out what Brandon Hurtado serves for Valentine's Day and what's going on with all the new Hurtado barbecue locations across. Denton County, Collin County, Tarrant County, Fort Worth, and Arlington. So our guest today, Brandon Hurtado, the king of craft barbecue in Arlington. Brandon, how are you? Doing well, bud. Thanks for having me, Steve. Appreciate you guys having me on. What do you like for Valentine's Day? Uh, to not work. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, you know, honestly, my wife and I usually will go get sushi or something like that for Valentine's Day, something that's not barbecue. But and now sushi's nice and that's that that's a good one. So you don't you don't dig into a big steak. You've 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 seen plenty of big steaks. You don't want to go do you know I, I it always amazes me when we run polls of the Star Telegram of most romantic restaurant. For twenty years the most romantic restaurant was always steak and ale. And then it switched and now for the last twenty years the most romantic restaurant is Del Frisco's. So it just always amazes me that big steaks are what are considered most romantic for Valentine's Day. You have plenty of those every day at Hurtado Barbecue. We do. So we we cook a lot of red meat every single day. And we're actually running a special tomorrow in Arlington with massive two and a half pound pork steaks that are bone-in pork steaks. So that's just not something that you see every day. But um, I love a good pork steak. Now you've been doing some uh, ribeyes and New York strips too. Those are those are smoked steaks. That's not something you see everywhere. It's not, and it's something that I'm really passionate about. I love to grill. I, I love smoking meats, but it's a really low and slow process. And there's just something about grilling over a live fire that gets me excited. So I, I love doing steak specials at the restaurants. Steve Hurtado is spread around the county quite a bit, spread around the Metroplex. Have you been able to go by Hurtado? Uh, not yet. I need to. Uh, now they now that you're in the was it Eighth Street? That's that's Eighth uh, Avenue the, in Rosedale in Fort Worth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I need to try that out. Now tell us about the uh, the Eighth and Rosedale is kind of a basic brisket and sausage. And what do you have at Eighth and Rosedale? And then what do you have at the flagship in Arlington? What are the what's the difference in the menus? You have a lot of Mexican. We do a lot of Tex-Mex inspired barbecue items. Um, in Arlington, we have burgers on the menu every day and we have brisket tostadas. We have uh, a few other small items that we don't have in Fort Worth, but Fort Worth has many of the staples that put Hurtado and Arlington on the map. We do pork belly burn-ins, brisket, homemade sausages. We have pork ribs on the menu every day. And we have the vast majority of the sides that we offer in Little Elm and Arlington there in Fort Worth. Now, I will say that Fort Worth has a breakfast menu that we don't offer at any other location. So it's open seven days a week. We have a brisket on a biscuit. We do loaded 
uh, breakfast tacos every single day. And we open there at 7 a.m. to service the hospital district that we're located in. So Fort Worth is really special to me. I, I love breakfast and I love barbecue. So combining those two things together, just a no brainer for us. How's Fort Worth going so far? You took over the old Derek Allen space. It's a great corner at 8th and Rosedale. And you're kind of in barbecue territory over there. You have Heim over on Magnolia, Smoke Alicious, not far around the corner, Panther City. Um, you know, how is the Fort Worth location going? It's great. Um, we we are definitely amongst friends in Fort Worth. We we love Smokeaholics and Panther City and and Heim, Bricks, Danes. Those are all friends of ours. So to have the opportunity to open in Fort Worth and reach a different customer base in Tarrant County, we're really appreciative of that. I think Bricks opens their brick and mortar uh, this year. We have a couple of new openings, Steve, coming up. We have Bricks at some point this year and then the official Danes restaurant, although Danes has been serving out his trailer on Camp Bowie West. He'll be moving into his full restaurant. Those are the two big craft barbecue openings that I know of right now, although I'm sure there's more barbecue news around the corner. Yeah, I would I would think so. I mean, this, this, you know, Fort Worth's becoming like the barbecue capital. I mean, there's just so much barbecue. It's all crap. You know, all these craft barbecue places are all popping up. Brandon, for people who haven't gone out to Arlington, you kind of, you know, started in Arlington and did the same thing in Arlington that Heim did in Fort Worth of introducing craft barbecue, drawing a crowd, drawing young people, drawing long lines, huge crowd of followers, people who loved you. Uh, people would come and, and go to both uh, your restaurant and Goldie's and the, uh, you know, but, but you really drill, draw crowds from all over the Metroplex. Um, tell us kind of what got things started in Arlington and how you got started. You were like a, a, a food truck at a brew hall, right? Yeah. So we actually started out doing pop-up events underneath an umbrella at a brewery in downtown Arlington. And that was back in 2018. And my wife and I have no formal restaurant experience. So a lot of what we've done is just trial by error and we kind of were thrown into the fire, so to speak. Um, started out doing barbecue tacos and some of those pictures that you were showing Steve are from early on whenever we were at that brewery in, in downtown Arlington. We were just doing tacos and elote on the cob. We were doing like a hatch mac and cheese and just trying to kind of find our identity um, as a barbecue company. And then we eventually graduated to a food truck in 2019 at that same brewery. We were open just one day a week on Saturdays and that just expanded to Friday through Sunday. And then eventually uh, being open in a brick and mortar across the railroad tracks in downtown Arlington, which as you all know, opened in late February, 2020. Um, since then we've opened two more locations, one in Little Elm and the one in Fort Worth and Southside. You still have long lines in Arlington. What's the best time to come to Arlington? I would say the best time in Arlington to come is during the week if you want to avoid the long lines, um, either right when we open or a little bit later in the day, but you run the risk of us running out of proteins. We cook more food there than we do at any location, and we still run out of proteins every day. So uh, Arlington is very supportive as a community, and quite honestly, it draws people from not just across the Metroplex, but from out of state. I did a cooking class in Arlington last weekend, and we had people driving six plus hours from out of state to come take my cooking class. So we're just really grateful of the the love that that location has been shown over the last few years. Well, for, for Fort Worth people who are very high oriented and, and Travis and Emma have done a great job 
with our restaurants, but uh, you, you have the benefit of being the barbecue restaurant next to AT&T and Globe Life and getting a reputation among football fans from all around the South and Southwest that you're you, you, feed, you feed the sports teams, you feed the sports fans, and when they come back through, you're the barbecue guy who's close to the stadium, close to the airport, close to the mid-cities, and so you're the one who's become the famous place to stop for barbecue if you're going to a game or if you're between Dallas and Fort Worth. You had a, a sports team there lately, didn't you? We did. So we have the benefit of having all of this tourism and convention traffic in Arlington, thanks to Globe Life Field and AT&T Stadium. And we absolutely love the Texas Rangers and the Cowboys uh, so much that last season at Globe Life Field, we were part of a kind of an incubator stand that they set up there called Arlington Eats. So they invited local restaurants to come on board and sell food at different series at Globe Life Field in the stadium and just reach a completely different demographic than what we're used to. And we did so well last season that the Texas Rangers came to us and said, hey, we'd love to continue this on a multi-year deal. And we ended up signing an agreement with them. And we're now the official barbecue restaurant of the Texas Rangers, having started in our backyard, cooking underneath a tent in the rain, the sleet, hail, whatever the case may be, to now being in Globe Life Field, having our own branded stand with neon lights, it's, it's just kind of a dream come true. So I think we're the first and only independent restaurant uh, to be inside the stadium, and, and it's a huge blessing for us. So uh, are there pits in the stadium? Is there a whole smoker set up? How do you do that? There actually are. The Texas Rangers have two J&R Oilers that they use inside Globe Life Field to smoke all their briskets and other proteins for Delaware North, who's their concessionaire. So we're going to actually cook all of our proteins. We're using Nolan Ryan beef there in the ballpark. We're going to cook everything there. And they're allowing us to send our pit masters there for every single game, every uh, college baseball game, every concert. And we're going to cook all the proteins ourselves for that stand. So it truly is Hurtado's product that's going to be served there in the ballpark. I can tell you they seriously need you at SoFi in, in L.A. The uh, the barbecue at AT&T got pretty good ratings from the TCU fans, but the barbecue at SoFi left a lot to be desired. They need some they need some Texas barbecue out there. Now, now the stadium is just right outside your window right now, right? <laughs> it is, yeah. We just opened up a new office at the Choctaw Stadium at the old ballpark, so I can see Globe Life right across the street. Do you know anything about the new restaurant at the Choctaw Stadium? Yeah, hearsay. It's uh, it's owned by the mayor. The name of it is hearsay. Mm-hmm. It is. Is it, is it steaks? Is it steak and bar or piano bar or what? I don't know a whole lot about it beyond the name and yeah. the, the the mayor's operating it. So I know it's got to be good if he has anything to do with it. Steve, the uh, the the former TGI Fridays is being reopened as a uh, high end restaurant. That'll be a nice mm-hmm. upscale Arlington restaurant. So that'll. That'll add. We haven't even had a story about that yet in, in Eat Speed and the Star Telegram. We've got something upcoming about that. Mm-hmm. But that's an opening to look for in the in the next few weeks. Um, Steve, you're the barbecue guy. We, you know, Brandon was on the cutting edge of combining, uh, you know, Mex and Tex flavors. And I think mm-hmm. that along with Panther City, he's done more than anyone else to bring the the, the two together. And, you know, what what do you think of that, Steve? Do, have you did you ever imagine you'd have so much chorizo sausage and did you have birria tacos and brisket together? 
I actually do like the fusion um, at the of of the flavors and stuff. So it's been it's uh, maybe a little spicier, maybe uh, you know uh, uh, the corn and stuff that that comes with it and stuff. That you know the sides are a little different, and I do like it. It's very good. And particularly the tortillas, uh, the, the way the tortillas are done are great. Mm -hmm. Brandon, how you know? What did you think when you first did it? Was this something that you were borrowing, or something that just kind of you were inspired to do? Well, um, I grew up in a Hispanic household. Um, my my dad, his family is from Mexico, and you know, I I grew up. My mom worked for uh, my dad's family's business. They had a tile company in Irving. And I remember going to work with my mom every day and my grandma would be cooking or my grandpa would be cooking. And I was either eating fresh flour tortillas that they were making or chorizo and eggs. You know, I just I grew up around Hispanic food. And to this day, I mean, my my wife, she's half Hispanic as well. And we just we love Tex-Mex. We love Mexican food. We love cooking it. We love eating it. Um, I don't think we ever grow tired of it. So it was just kind of a natural thing to combine those two things that we're so passionate about Mexican food and barbecue and kind of bring what Valentina's is doing in Austin and 2M Smokehouse is doing in Houston or in uh, San Antonio to the Metroplex and, you know, different parts of, uh, of the Metroplex. Panther city has been doing it for a while. And I took a lot of inspiration from those guys. I, I was going there eating their food and talking to them, before I ever did my first pop-up and they really inspired me to kind of find myself as a barbecue pit master and, and a cook and be able to develop our own flavors. So I definitely appreciate those guys that have kind of paved the way. And I feel like we're doing that in a sense for other people who are just now getting into barbecue. Yeah. They've, they've taught everybody the joy of having a cup of elote with slices of brisket stuck in it, like a flower bouquet. And the, uh, <clears throat> the whole idea of brisket elote was something that, I try to explain it to people like a what, how, and then they try it with the peppery brisket. It turns out great. Yeah. What's next? Uh, what's next in the the craft barbecue scene? It seems like we've been doing craft barbecue now for at least ten years. It's been a big deal. Franklin's been on the map for a long time in Texas. What's the next trend? What What's the next corner to turn other than just more restaurants? You know, that's a great question. I think I see a lot of people leaning towards the educational side of what we do. Uh, Panther City has their barbecue university. They have an entire building dedicated to that in Southside. Franklin's obviously been doing his thing with online videos and educating people. He's got books out. So I think it's more about spreading the barbecue gospel in 2023 and beyond and educating the, the backyard cook who may not know how to cook a perfect brisket or how to cook the perfect rack of pork ribs. And that's definitely where kind of my heart is at is I, I, I want to leave my thumbprint on the industry by educating others and investing in other people. And um, we're doing a lot more cooking classes in Arlington and beyond uh, soon to be Little Elm and just showing people some of the tricks of the trade and how kind of we do what we do on a daily basis. In my opinion, there are no secrets in barbecue. Um, it's all about processes and scalability and just if I can show someone how to do what we do and they take that home and feed their family, I feel like I've done my job at the end of the day. How many have been signing up for your classes? So we have them available on our website. If you go on our website, hurtadobbq.com and click pre-order, you can sign up for our next class that we have, which is actually in a couple of days, 
on Saturday. We still have a few seats left. It's $250, but it's a four hour long class. We feed you breakfast. You get a couple cocktails included or cold beer. And then we feed you lunch and you get barbecue samples and you get a swag bag that's worth about a hundred bucks. So there's definitely a lot of value built into this class. And I'm actually teaching it with my buddy, Brendan Lamb, who works with us now at Hurtado Barbecue. Oh, really? Yep. And Brendan's got a great uh, resume too. He does. So he started out in Austin cooking at some top 50 restaurants and he started his own uh, restaurant, Smiley's Barbecue and Ponder and then Roanoke. And uh, he's done a ton of classes. He's taught classes both domestically and internationally. And I couldn't think of anyone else that I'd rather work with uh, than Brendan Lamb. He's helped me learn a lot and we kind of feed off of each other. So it's, it's really cool to be able to work alongside him. He's a good personality. He did a good job at Smiley's, and I'm sorry his Roanoke thing didn't work out. Uh, you know, sounds like a good Valentine's gift to give somebody a, a barbecue. It, school, it would be. Yeah, I don't want to. Drop we're actually planning on. Uh, <laughs> we are going to offer another barbecue class right before Valentine's Day, um, so people will be able to purchase classes as a gift, and then we're going to do a Valentine's Day dinner, more than likely in in uh, Little Elm. So. We have some some big things in the works over the next couple of weeks. What about uh, breakfast school? Something where people learn how to make uh, brisket biscuits or whatever. Maybe maybe have a, a separate little breakfast class for some time for people. Most people don't see seven o'clock more than once a day, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, people are climbing out of bed to get over to to Eighth Avenue and get a breakfast taco at seven in the morning. I know so. People, yeah, with people are racing. At least the nurses and doctors are racing over there, and and then the patients from Baylor Scott and White come come drifting in, or the families come drifting in. I, I'm still having people, you know, stop me and say, "Hey, I drove past that old barbecue place, and it looked like there's a long line. What's going on over there?" You know, so people are still wanting to know, you know, what is it that's got the line that's drawing people? But you know, you've got a. It looks like a little place, but you've got that patio. It's a nice wraparound patio with lots of room for customers. It's going to be a nice place in the springtime. Absolutely. We're really happy with the way that Fort Worth has worked out so far. We're kind of limited on parking space, but it's a very walkable area. And most people walk up and down Magnolia to begin with. So if you can walk there and get there, we can definitely get you fed. We're cooking a lot of food there every day, seven days a week. Yeah, I tell people you park on the side streets. You can, you know, yeah, walk around the block, walk back, or even walk across Rosedale or 8th Avenue. And, you know, you can get there. You just have to kind of, you know, poke around for a parking space a little bit. Um, yep. Anything else we need to know about, about uh, Hurtado Barbecue? Is there anything else in the, in the, in the offing yet? You know, we're, we're just working on trying to perfect our craft and get 1% better every day at each location it is a huge challenge more than I anticipated to have three locations and create that consistency amongst each one, training people, hiring people, um, just trying to create that same experience from location to location. So that's why we have people like Brendan Lamb on board and uh, we're just working really hard every day to make sure that you know people get that, that same quality Mexico experience at each location. And of course, Travis and Emma Heim are going through the same thing. They had planned to open Hudson Oaks and Burleson both later this year. And now probably neither one will get open until springtime next year. So 
Um, they're, they're going through the same thing, you know, with their expansions. Uh, well, we'll look forward to see, uh, you know, what's next or what's new. Steve, you have any more? Oh, is there is there a bar next to Hurtado now in Arlington? Uh, does the flagship have both a restaurant and a bar? Yeah, so there is a small bar that we opened about a year and three months ago uh, next to our Arlington location adjoining the patio. It's called Haters Bar and Grill. And it's not named that because we have a lot of haters on Yelp. It is actually named after Andrew Hater, who is the godfather of Arlington. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but he was a surveyor that uh, surveyed that railroad tracks that are right across the street from us that connect Dallas to Fort Worth. And so we just named it that as kind of paying homage to uh, the founder of the city of Arlington. He actually renamed Haterville Arlington uh, over a hundred years ago. And we we just thought that it would be really cool to call it that. So it's kind of a, a neat little craft cocktail bar and we serve barbecue tacos, nachos, smash burgers, things like that until midnight, uh, seven days a week. So if you come too late in the day and you don't get Hurtado barbecue, you can still get our food at Haters Bar and Lounge next door. So it's after the game and you want something to eat instead of going to Hurtado, you can go to, to Haters Bar and get Hurtado tacos or get, or get a burger. You sure can. It is Hater with a Y. And Steve, you probably knew that too, that the original name of Arlington was Hatersville, but the... Uh, they had to they had to clean that up a little bit. It, uh -huh. it, it didn't turn out to be the most marketable name. <laughs> Steve, you I actually met. Uh, oh, go ahead. I met uh, Andrew Hader's great 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 grandnephew. He came into the bar and said that he saw us on Facebook, and I was able to feed him and his wife. And he looks just like the statue of Andrew Hader that's downtown <laughs> in, in Arlington. So that was pretty cool. Well, it's a good thing they changed it. Of course, now changing it to Robert E. Lee's hometown might not have been the best idea either, but our Arlington's done great. Downtown Arlington, an urban union, everything in downtown Arlington's fantastic and continues to grow. Steve, you have any other thoughts for Brandon? Well, you know, circling back to the very beginning, um, you mentioned sushi. Uh, what, do you have a no. favorite sushi place? <laughs> Um, we went to a place a couple of weeks ago. It was in Dallas uh, before a Mavs game. And I, I can't, I think it was called Oishi, but it was really, really good right by American Airlines Center. That was an awesome experience. But we also like Blue Sushi in downtown Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. um, that's a really good one, too. So, okay. I just was curious. I mean, you know, like I always like to find out what the other chefs and stuff like to eat and where they like to go. Those I'm not very picky, good. Steve. I'll I'll, I'll uh, pick up in and out on the way home just to avoid <laughs> having to cook. So. <laughs> yeah, Oishi is really good, and and then Blue Sushi is is near me. It's good, and if when you if you come over to Fort Worth to Tokyo Cafe and sit in Tokyo Cafe, then Kevin Martinez will come out and tell you everything about everything. He's kind of the man who knows everything about sushi restaurants and all the restaurants in Fort Worth. So um, Tokyo awesome. is a great place to go hang too. So. When you're next time you're over on the west side. All right. Well, I'll tell you said local, hi. Local man about town restaurant tour and you know, the flagship is in Arlington. The uh, the new restaurant with breakfast is in Fort Worth, and there's a full service Hurtado in Little Elm as well. So there is 
wherever you are around Dallas Fort Worth, there's a Hurtado barbecue near you. So thank you very much, our guest Brandon Hurtado from Hurtado Barbecue. And until next time, I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. Thanks, guys. <laughs>